0: Here's what's coming up on this week's show. What sound or noise do you love the most? Oh, I haven't had this one for a while. My voice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, got, can, no, we, can we just take that as a given and move on to something else?
0: I didn't plan to say that. can we <laughs> <on>? <laughs> The
1: Beat. Welcome to The Big Little Business Show. The podcast that helps small business think big. Hey, hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Big Little Business Show. It's Paul Mumford over here, the lovely Claire Horsley over there. Now, if you've never listened to this podcast before, where have you been? We've been here for over a year helping small businesses like your one grow with experts on every week who know a thing or two about helping small businesses grow. If you have been here before, or if you, even if you haven't, make sure you hit follow on whatever podcast platform you're listening to right now. And don't forget to leave us a review too, because that really helps to big us up in podcast land.
0: Indeed. in running a business, we utilise many different tools in order to reach out to our audience and our target market. And in particular, social media has played a huge part in the way that business owners run their businesses, in particular in the last 18 months. So today we are going to be talking about one of those social media platforms, which I believe you're a little bit of an expert in yourself, Paul. Well, I wouldn't
1: call myself an expert. Uh, I probably use Instagram more than any other platform. Uh, and have clients that I work with who use that platform more than any other. So uh, I think it's probably the the platform that I'm more familiar with over the, over the others. And I think it's a good time to talk about it too because we've handled Facebook over the last couple of weeks, LinkedIn there, before that with Gareth Wax. Mm-hmm. The next one of the big three is really Instagram. And it's, it's undergone a lot of changes over the last... Six, eight weeks, a couple of months so um, it's important to talk about those and I guess a whole bunch of other stuff too.
0: Yes, yeah, so with the changes that social media has as well, I do feel and myself included that as soon as you get used to doing something a certain way, they change it all up again and then you've got to unlearn what you've learned and actually make sure that you're utilizing the platform properly. So I am look forward I'm looking forward to asking you a few questions about Instagram.
1: This is the big Little business show. Hey, we-
0: What makes Instagram different from other social media platforms?
1: Oh, that's a good question. I know. Uh, Probably about, uh, I don't know how old it is now, probably about 10 years old perhaps now. Uh, 10 years ago, it would have been very different. But now, um, it's probably not so different. Instagram and a lot of the other social media channels, I know we mentioned this uh, last week and the week before when we were talking with Jennifer about Facebook, how they take some inspiration from what's going on on other platforms like they have a rooms thing on facebook which is fairly similar to clubhouse and instagram have been doing that too and looking outside their platform and seeing what other people are doing and how they need to adapt what they're doing in order to compete so there's a lot of things that make it very similar to tiktok now mm. uh, there are obviously some similarities with facebook because facebook now own instagram every single social media platform to a degree has become a little bit homogenized and they're all very similar to each other in one way or another but they're very different at the same time so yeah instagram does have its differences but it's got its similarities as well
0: that's a really good word you just said there
1: which one i
0: can't say it again disogenized
1: homogenized
0: i uh, disogenized i just made up my own completely
1: we, we dropped word of the podcast already
0: yeah that's that was early <laughs> Um, I actually had a quick check. Instagram was launched on October the 6th, 2010 and racked up 25,000 users in one day. Oh,
1: that wasn't far off then. So 12 years old this year. So 11 years, sorry, 11 years old this year.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, do you think that every business owner should be on Instagram? Should they have a presence on Instagram?
1: No, I wouldn't say they should, actually. And we've actually discussed this on the podcast before, how... Uh, A lot of small businesses feel they need to be having their fingers in every pie. They need to be on LinkedIn. They need to be on Instagram. They need to be on Facebook. They need to be on all of those. And then juggling all those balls can get really stressful. I think it's important to think about the uh, platform that best serves you. They all have a Mm -hmm. slightly different audience. There's obviously a more business-led audience on, on LinkedIn. There's perhaps a slightly older audience on Facebook. And even though it's creeping up that way, I would say... Certainly up to about fifty. I would say that's probably the the, the demographic cutoff of Instagram, although you know it does drift older than that, but that's pretty common with social media platforms. When they're new, they tend to adopt a younger audience first, and then the oldies creep in. So with Facebook, because it's been around for a long while, mm. uh, yeah, I mean my eighty-six-year-old mum uses Facebook. Oh, that's cool. Um, whereas she would, she wouldn't. A, it's pretty cool to be fair. She wouldn't have a clue with Instagram because it's kind of a bit too new mm. for her.
0: Yeah, and that's true. I found myself actually thinking, well, everyone else is on it, I should be on it. Um, and then when you're looking at the amount of different platforms that you can use, you know, where on earth do you begin? But as you say, you know, finding out where do your audience hang out, that's the first place to stop and that might not always be Instagram for everybody.
1: No, I mean, it's, it's easy to do that though, Claire, isn't it? It's easy to think oh, somewhere everyone, everyone else is on Instagram, I need to be on there mm. too. But if your audience isn't there then that's not the place you should be. Uh, it's good to check it out and it's good to dip your nose in and have a look and see what's going on and understand how it works because you might need to use it later down the line. But I don't think you really need to be too stressed about being on everything.
0: Mm. So, um, what would you say is the main purpose or benefit for a business being on Instagram? So, I know that you know we we want to um, allow our business to be heard. We want to connect with the right people, but. With regards to Instagram, what would you say the main purpose and the main focus of attention should be?
1: Well, the focus actually has very much changed over the last six to eight weeks. So uh, Adam Masseri, the Instagram boss, went on to Instagram and announced probably about two months ago now that there was going to be a big shift on Instagram, uh, whereas initially it was born out of being a photo sharing app, uh, whereas now... Uh, they tend to be leaning more towards video, and that's kind of where their focus is going to be. So while you will still be able to post photos on Instagram very happily and they'll get very, very good reach, um, the tools that they're implementing on Instagram are going to be very much led towards video now, so they're going to be favouring video Hmm. of photos. That doesn't mean that it's going to become another YouTube because it's very much not going to be that, but it's still going to be probably the majority of it its concentrated efforts are going to be on video rather than photos.
0: Hmm, OK. And I'd like to know what is a reel? I've heard so many people say I'm just doing my reel <laughs> on Facebook. What is a reel?
1: OK. All right. Yeah. So actually reels are really good and reels are something that if you're going to use Instagram as a platform you really need to know about because they are Instagram's kind of relatively new baby and therefore they are more likely to push reels towards more people and expose that your are real to more people than uh, if you post just a regular video on Instagram or a photo or a carousel or any of the other formats you can choose, which I no doubt we'll go into a little bit later on. But Reels are essentially Instagram's version of the short form TikTok video. Okay. Um, so since TikTok became massive over the beginning of COVID, uh, Instagram needed to respond to that and they have their own version. So uh, a TikTok, uh, sorry, uh, a Reel rather is... Uh, For a short video, initially it was 30 seconds. Now it's up to 60 seconds. So essentially it's a 60 second video. There are some things that perhaps you don't want to be doing on Reels. There was a big trend when Reels were introduced on Instagram. Everyone thought you just needed to point at captions and dance. Then everybody was doing it regardless of whether it suited their audience or not. And then your feed was completely saturated with people dancing and pointing at stuff. And it got very annoying very fast. Mm -hmm. So... While Reels should be entertaining and every video should be entertaining and it certainly should be eye-catching, ultimately, it's got to be what serves your audience Mm. best. But that's what a Reel is. It's just a 60-second video, really.
0: (sighs) I guess it goes back to actually what you are doing the real for in the first place and um, we've talked about content before on social media for what purpose are you doing it you know if it's just to share a crazy dance whilst that might be entertaining for people and people might be able to th- sort of you know build that maybe relationship up with you and your understanding as to who you are if you kept on doing loads of those there's no value in that for people that are watching it if you keep doing the same thing again and again
1: doesn't matter what you're posting and doesn't matter how you're posting it ultimately the two fundamentals in your life should be does it Serve my audience, mm. and does it capture their attention? Uh, and if those two answers are yes, then dance some pointed stuff. But if it doesn't, then. Don't do those things.
0: Um, so along that theme, then in terms of maybe the similarities of other uh, social media platforms, we talk a lot about consistency. And if you're on the platform to be consistent, whether it, within it, whatever it is, whether it's you know once a week, three times a day, how does that work with Instagram? Can it be detrimental if you're not consistent, or is there a certain rule with how often you should post on Instagram?
1: Yeah, I think you should be consistent no matter what platform you're using. I mean, look, if you're building a relationship with a client, you're going to want to make regular contact with them, aren't you? Mm-hmm. If you don't see them for six months, then you're not going to build a good relationship with that person. And it's the same with social media. Mm-hmm. If you want to build a good relationship and and connect with new people, then you really need to be consistent. And that doesn't necessarily mean posting every day, because if you start posting every day, you've got to keep doing it, and that can get really exhausting and draining on your time. So... Pick an interval that suits you, that's not too, not too draining on your time, and then you know, just go with that. So I look after six accounts now on Instagram, and some of them I post twice a week, and that works really well. Some of them I post more. On my own feed, I might post four or five times a week uh, in different formats, uh, and that works for me for that hmm. particular audience, but it might not for another. Again, it all comes down to what your audience wants, really.
0: Yeah, well, I guess as well, very often we are kind of drip-feeding information, and if somebody has just caught on to something, they might need that extra push to, you know, encourage them across the line. And if you're not consistent, there could be somebody else that is more consistent and they'd feel more comfortable or maybe have more trust and faith with going with the other person.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And while we're on that subject of consistency, Claire, it's important that your, uh, all your posts look consistent as well so they all look like one another um so you use the same colors the same fonts the same branding uh every video or everything you post on instagram and it's the same for every other platform everything you post should have a similar feel to it so when people are you know how sometimes we all do this where we're a little bit fickle and we're flicking through um facebook or instagram and you literally you're passing through people's posts within a matter of seconds so if you're post isn't consistent and doesn't look like some of your other posts then you're less likely to get noticed let's just say you claire we don't know one another and you've just scrum stumbling through and you might have seen a couple of my videos before and liked them um but perhaps you might not be following me um if you then stumble upon another one of my videos and it instantly looks like it's one of mine, mm. then you're more likely to stop and take another look rather than if it just looks completely different you're going to lose me amongst all the other posts
0: um there's a lot of talk about followers and when I'm speaking to my own clients about you know how many followers they've got how to maybe increase their followers um, and maybe spending time looking at those accounts which do have you know a large amount of followers so if somebody's looking to increase their followers. How would you suggest they go about doing that? And is that actually important anyway?
1: Yes and no. Uh, Yes, it's important because obviously you want to reach more people, but you want to reach more of the right people. Um, So having 10,000 followers might be great if those 10,000 followers love what you do and are invested in what you do and need the service that you provide. But if they're just 10,000 random people, then Mm. that's 10,000 not great followers. It's about quality rather than quantity. I mean, look, if you went to a, uh, an ABBA concert, let's use the ABBA analogy again, if you went to an ABBA concert, uh, right, and you turned up there and Linkin Park turned up on stage and started doing, you'd be disappointed. Who's that? Who? Linkin Park? mm mm-hmm. Oh, you need to look them up. They're great. But they're not ABBA. They're very much not ABBA. So anyway, you turn up to uh, an ABBA concert and Linkin Park roll out. You're going to be disappointed and you're going to want your money back. Mm -hmm. Getting, I don't know where I'm going with this. Where am I going with this? So where I'm going with this is...
0: I'm still with you.
1: If you're an ABBA account, you want ABBA fans. You don't want Linkin Park fans. And ultimately, what are you on the platform for? If you're on the platform because you want to um, generate new custom, if you've got 200 followers and you've got loads of business from it, then surely that's Mm. a tick in the box. But if you've got 10,000 followers and you're struggling to get any engagement from any of them, then... Perhaps that's not so good.
0: Mm-hmm. So oh, I wondered whether there was a trigger. I know sometimes it opens up other avenues if you have a certain amount um, of followers. I wondered if there was a sort of a healthy amount of followers. I don't know. I might be making this up where it opens doors to another place on Instagram. I don't know. You're
1: right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, y- yes, in Instagram land, the more followers you have, the more functionality you get.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. I thought that might be the case.
1: So, yes, you do, you do get extra th- toys to play with once you hit, uh, a certain level. Um, but that shouldn't be your priority by any means. Your If your priority, if your goal for being on the platform is to help your business grow, and hopefully that's what it is, then ultimately that's what you're aiming for. If you end up with 10,000 followers and you achieve that, great. If you don't, that's also great.
0: When people find themselves using lots of different social media um, platforms, can you on Instagram utilise the same content that you're putting on, say, Facebook or LinkedIn? Could it literally be just transferred across or would you suggest putting it in a slightly different way?
1: I'm not sure about LinkedIn because, well, like, as we discovered when we spoke to Gareth a few weeks ago, there are some anomalies with LinkedIn. There are different ways of doing things on LinkedIn which might not necessarily work elsewhere and vice versa. But certainly if you're active on Facebook and Instagram, then why not? post the same content uh, you might have slightly different followers on one account to the other and i think like we spoke with jennifer last week mm-hmm. when we were talking about the algorithm if you have a follower on instagram and on facebook to the same follower then their behavior on facebook might be different in that they maybe don't hit your buttons as far as the algorithm's concerned so they might see your post on mm. instagram but they might not see the same post on facebook
0: yeah that's true i hadn't thought about it like that actually so how would you know, if somebody's thinking, um, how do you know what the audience wants to see? There's been, we've had an episode on this before, actually, uh, regarding content. Um, could you maybe give some examples as to, you know, how a business can understand, actually, what is it their audience wants to see? They might be some people that are listening, that are posting up and maybe not getting the levels of engagement that they would like.
1: Yeah, that's a really good question, actually. Ask them. Mm,
0: yeah, just ask, just ask. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Let's just say you've got, 20 clients, and they are the kind of clients you want more of. Mm-hmm. Why don't you sit them down in a room, ask them a bunch of questions to determine what kind of content they'd like to see on Instagram? Mm. Because their answers, if they're the kind of clients you want to get more of, then you want to be paying attention to what they say and doing more of what they want you to do.
0: Yeah, I guess some of this could come from maybe feedback capture as well. When you're asking your clients, you know, what do they feel they need above and beyond what you're offering? That could be your focus of what you post on your social media and Instagram, couldn't
1: it? Yeah, I mean, it might. If if the stuff that you're posting out on Instagram isn't working, it might not necessarily be because your content's wrong. It might be because you're targeting the wrong type of people. Back to the Abba, Linkin Park analogy again. Mm-hmm. If we if we have to go there, <laughs> if you're targeting a whole bunch of Linkin Park fans with videos of you dancing around to Dancing Queen, then. Yeah, they're not going to be really interested. It doesn't mean that you aren't a great dancer and Dancing Korean isn't a great track. It's just not for them.
0: Mm-hmm. I love Abba. <laughs> so we touched on before um, the changes. There's ongoing changes happening all of the time. Are there any particular, maybe you could select maybe three major changes that could really impact the way that people are reaching their audience on Instagram um, and what's what's happening with that so, so people can be brought up to speed maybe?
1: Actually, there are really only two that you need to focus on at the moment and obviously this could change and Instagram are delivering new things to the platform all the time so if you're listening to this maybe in January we're recording this right now in October if you are listening to this in January you might find there are some things that I haven't mentioned here which have been introduced since yeah but the the big the sort of headlines at the moment are one video definitely they're going to be pushing video more they're going to be pushing reels more they've also if you're familiar with the platform they've quite recently decided they're going to rebrand what they used to call IGTV up until that point, you had three different ways to post a video on Instagram. You could post within your timeline, so a little 60-second square video within within all your other posts. You could post an IGTV video, which was longer than 60 seconds, or you could post a reel. Essentially, what they've done now is they've combined the in-feed videos and the IGTV videos together, and they're now calling that Instagram videos just to make the whole thing a lot simpler. Okay. So, Really, you've got two choices with a video. If your video is less than sixty seconds, you post it as a reel, and if it's longer than sixty seconds, you post it as an Instagram video. Now, at the time of us doing this podcast, um, they're they're rolling these changes out um, to different territories at different times. So, but don't be too too confused if you open up your own Instagram account and it still says IGTV because it might do. Uh, but that basically that's where they're headed, and then their algorithm. The dreaded algorithm.
0: That that word.
1: (laughs) Yeah, God, yeah, it's a a horrible word. The algorithm is going to be um, favouring video more. And certainly out of the two, at the moment, it favours reels more.
0: So with regards to our behaviour on Instagram, um, what would you suggest would would be good practice to do? Um, In terms of, of course, if you get a follower, would you suggest sending a message to them to say thank you for the follow do you think it's important to acknowledge that or do you do you think that maybe isn't very feasible
1: oh no totally you should be saying hi absolutely doing that mm. so as soon as someone follows you mm-hmm. get on the dm uh, send them a message or uh, well, now actually no something you can do before that so as soon as someone follows you go and have a look at their feed, go and have a look at their stuff and see what they're doing. And then go and send them a DM and say, I love that post you did about this, this and this, or I love that top you were wearing in that picture, or whatever it might be. But say hi, be engaging, show that you've you've taken the time to have a look at what Mm -hmm. they're doing. And maybe even when you do take a look at their stuff, post a couple of comments or like some of their stuff as well. So it shows that you've engaged with them back. Uh, That's how you build a relationship. And having a follower is like any other relationship if you want that follower to interact with you more then you need to put the work in and you need to develop that relationship it can't work one way Mm -hmm. if anyone that's listening to this podcast doesn't know this by now Claire and i love a voice note I
0: was just about to say that
1: absolutely I mean crikey if you haven't learned that from this podcast then you've learned nothing (laughs) Um, so yes definitely send a voice note say hi sometimes people will answer sometimes people won't and if they don't that's fine and if they do then you might be you might be the start of something magical
0: so if you haven't if you haven't sent a voice note before um just wanted to say actually uh, a lot of people who we've sent voice notes to the response back is so well i'll use the word magical again it's so much more magical because it's not a cut and paste template thanks to the follow check out somewhere else i'm not saying that doesn't always work but actually when you're sending a personal note you're taking that time to invest in that person it's always so gratefully received and i think it really speeds up that process of building that that you know, business relationship up with people.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. It does. And you know, people still um, reply to my voice notes and sort of they're staggered that that's even a thing. So
0: many people don't know.
1: I know. So on Instagram, let me just quickly run through how this works. So you get a follower. Yeah. You go to um, the account of the person who's just followed you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have options. You can follow them back and then you, send them, you can send them a message, or you can, sometimes you can send them an email. Uh, so you click on Message, and then that comes up, and then you've got three icons in the bottom right-hand corner. You've got a little plus sign, you've got a little photo sign, so you can send them a photo, and then you've got a little microphone. Now, if you press and hold that microphone, you can send them a message. But as soon as you press that microphone, you, you, you're off.
0: You're committed. You are
1: committed. There's no going back. So have a think about what you might want to say. Say hi. How are you?
0: Well, I I think we should say if people would like to practice, they could always send us one.
1: Totally. Do it. Do it now.
0: On Instagram.
1: Do it. Yeah, on Instagram. (laughs) Go, Go and find us on Instagram. Big little business show. And then send us a message and say hi.
0: Okay. One word. Hashtags. How on earth do hashtags work? This is something that has blown my mind. What is a good way to utilise hashtags? How many should we do? Uh, Could you maybe give us a little bit of an insight as to what people should be considering when using hashtags on their posts?
1: Well, I might, Claire, be about to either A, confuse you more Mm -hmm. or B, confuse you less. Okay. A
0: hashtag
1: is searchable within Instagram. Mm -hmm. So you can go to the search menu in Instagram, type in a phrase or a word and then you can search by account you can search by audio or you can search by a tag, obviously that's a hashtag Mm -hmm. and then if you find a hashtag let's just say you want to find um, businesses in your area, let's just say um, businesses in York so if you type in York businesses, you can follow that hashtag and then everyone else who uses that hashtag in their post will appear in that uh, that list mm-hmm. in that feed. So, and then there, that hashtag that you're following comes up in your timeline like every other follower does. Mm-hmm. So as soon as someone posts or the algorithm decides that there's something that you'd like to see, it spits it out at you.
0: Okay. So what about how many?
1: This is the, Now, this is the bit where you might get slightly confused, Claire.
0: It doesn't take much, but let's go for it.
1: <laughs> so up until fairly recently, Instagram's uh, advice has been to post up to 30 hashtags.
0: Wow, that's a lot.
1: Yeah. However, it's changed and very recently. And actually, I can see why it might have changed. So I think what's been going on up until this point is people have been thinking, right, I need 30 hashtags and therefore you start losing a little bit of relevancy because what's important with the hashtags is they have to be relevant to the post and relevant to your audience. Mm-hmm. Because if you want to be discovered by the right people, then you the algorithm needs to know what kind of stuff your account is all about. So if you're posting vague or random or meaningless hashtags, like hashtag nice day, for instance, <laughs> th- I mean, that that is a waste of a hashtag. Mm-hmm. Because nobody, A, nobody searches for that. And B, it's not going to get you the right people. Mm-hmm. So your hashtags need to be specific. And I think the problem came because, because as the Instagram was saying, up to 30 hashtags, then people were thinking, oh, great, okay, right, so I need 30 hashtags, and then the relevancy was dropping by the time you got to hashtag 20, mm-hmm. for instance, because you couldn't think of anything else. So what Instagram have done now is they've changed it, and they've said, right, okay, between three and five hashtags now.
0: Wow, well, that's a big drop, isn't it?
1: Yeah, well, they did drop down to 10 before, but I think they've kind of gone right the way down. They're recommended between three and five now, and that means you've got to be super relevant with those few hashtags because you've only got a few to play with. The other thing there's another part of this puzzle, Claire, uh, and that is keywords. Now, keywords are the important phrases and words that you use within your text. So the text you type in to accompany your photo or your video or whatever it might be, make sure you've got relevant searchable phrases and words within that um, text because Instagram is going to be starting to use those in search
0: too. Okay, so keywords. I'm just going to go back to keywords. So the keywords within your posts should be – is this kind of similar to what we've talked about with blogs using keywords within your blogs so that they're going to be picked up through the SEO is this the same thing?
1: Pretty much yeah pretty much so for instance if for me for instance I, I run a video production company so if I'm posting a, a video uh, say I'm posting a, a, an example of a music video I've done then I'll be using phrases like music video I might be using genre specific, uh, genre specific phrases. Cool, that wasn't easy that to was say. That was quite hard to get cool.
0: that out wasn't it? <laughs> that
1: was a relief let's try it again. Genre specific. No. Uh, no nope. <laughs> spitting everywhere I am actually you really it's not pleasant genre specific hashtags sorry genre specific keywords like for instance R&B or country rock or whatever it might be uh, because those are all relevant to people who might be searching for that kind of stuff
0: You're fabulous I was actually just thinking one of the questions you could actually ask your clients your audience is what hashtags they search for um, so you can be thinking like your customer.
1: Yeah, very true. Yeah, I mean you could you could actually go and find that out for yourself rather than ask the question. Just go and have a look at your followers and find out and see what uh, they see what they're yeah. doing. Find out what they follow. Go and go and um, stalk them a bit
0: stalking love it so how can people find out more about instagram and connect with yourself then? Paul? so you
1: can obviously come and find me via the podcast because you know we do a podcast uh, and that's a big little business <laughs> show or you can come and find me on instagram at paul Mumford media and when you come and find me send me a dm say hi and perhaps a little bit more than that and let's have a chat
0: Fantastic. So, questions for you?
1: <laughs> Are we doing this?
0: Don't duck out. I've asked you some of them. Some of no, them. I wasn't
1: expecting this at all. I didn't actually realise we were going to be doing this. But, OK, all right.
0: Mm-hmm. Clearing your throat already.
1: Come on in. <laughs> Come on in. Come on in, Horsley.
0: Spit them out. Oh, <laughs> well, don't say Horsley like that. That's what people say when I'm in trouble. Do
1: they, do they use, have you got a middle name? You haven't, have you?
0: No, I haven't.
1: If I was really in trouble as a kid, obviously you get first name, last name. But if it was beyond... In trouble, then you get first name, middle name, last name.
0: Beyond in trouble. <laughs>
1: and usually quite fast as well.
0: <laughs> and, and shouted, shouted. yeah.
1: <laughs> High volume.
0: I've had that happen to me a few times. Okay, I have two questions. Two questions for you. So if time travel was possible, what would you like to t- say to your 10-year-old self?
1: Uh, uh, yeah, okay. I would say something like... Look, the next five years aren't going to be great and you're going to get very stressed and you're going to go through some really tough stuff, but wait to get out the other side because everything you want as a 10-year-old, you'll get.
0: Well, That was nice. Deep, but but, (laughs) deep, but nice.
1: So, yeah, so my, my school years from sort of when I started secondary school up until the point I left weren't. Great, yeah. I was overweight. I got bullied a hell of a lot and didn't have a great time. Couldn't wait to leave, but uh, yeah, I had big ambitions and I had things that I wanted to do in my life. And um, as a ten-year-old self, I would have been dreaming and sort of thinking about all those things that I could have done uh, that I wanted to do as soon as I got out of school. And that's what I'd say to myself. Well, look, you know, all those things that you want to do Mm. as an adult that you're thinking about right now, you're going to do them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Which you are
1: doing. Yeah, are doing. Have done. Yeah. Uh
0: yeah, cool. Um, what sound or noise do you love the most? Oh, I haven't had this one for a while. My voice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, can, can, no, we, can we just take that as a given and move on to something else?
0: I didn't plan to say that. Carry on. All...
1: <laughs> Obviously, it's your voice, Claire. I mean, why would it be sick anything of the else? The sounds
0: of my voice. Let's be honest.
1: What sound or noise do I uh, do I love? A cat purring. Oh, that's a good noise, because that's like... That's a proper happy cat right there.
0: Do you know what? That is so true, because I've got three cats, and when they're purring, it just makes you feel happy, and you don't even know why they're happy, but the purring makes you feel happy.
1: Wouldn't it be great if humans made a noise, similar sort of noise, to sort of um, indicate contentment? This is so random. I, Wouldn't that be great if we made a noise? Hmm. Or, or might it be slightly irritating? I don't know. But I think it'd be nice Just if we just sort of sat there, if we were quite happy sitting <laughs> there watching a telly or sort of watching a movie and everyone was slightly purring.
0: Um, to be honest, I'd feel quite disturbed if that was the case, so... <laughs>
1: Oh, I think that'd be good to have some sort of human version of purring. I'm quite happy. I'm going to just make this slight noise in the corner.
0: OK, that is just so freaky.
1: This is The Big Little Business Show, the podcast with bigger tips for small business. There are probably bigger Instagram experts out there than me. But Claire and I discussed this and thought, actually, we we really need to do an episode on Instagram. Um, And um, I thought, actually, well, it needs to be kind of really sort of basic level and beginner stuff that people could understand. Because a lot of people get Mm. really confused with Instagram. I'll I'll do, I suppose.
0: You'll do. (laughs) I think you've done very well. And um, I have learned a huge amount myself. And that's why I wanted to come from a place of somebody that is just totally overwhelmed by it because I just think that even though I'm not using it there's a lot of people that would like to really invest their time in using it properly um and and not feel just so their heads are too full of information to actually do anything about it so um yeah I'm looking forward to seeing seeing people's thoughts and feedbacks and obviously some maybe some new Instagram posts as well. But well done. You've done very well. Gold star to you. Thanks. That's very
1: nice of you. Thanks. But it, it's Instagram is kind of, and the same with every other social media platform, they're all similar but different at the same time. And once you understand their rules and how they play, then... Uh, yeah, you're off and running
0: absolutely so that's a wrap it
1: is a wrap isn't it although it's not quite a wrap because we've got to bring adam daniel on now every single uh, month we have adam on our show who comes on and shares with us a couple of top reads he reads a copious amount of business and self-development books every month so let's find out what
2: books he's recommending this month first up and this is brian tracy and eat that frog This is a classic business book, however, has been updated in recent years. And this is all about the old saying of if you can eat a live frog first thing every day then the rest of your day will be super easy because that's the hardest thing done. He shares with you 21 practical tips that are all doable, and that's the key thing. This isn't like some fancy science or unachievable goals or targets. This is stuff that each and every one of us can do every day to prevent procrastination and to be more effective in the workplace. Book number two is Marshall Goldsmith's What Got You Here Won't Get You There. Odd sounding name I know, yet, Believe me, this book is worth reading. Marshall Goldsmith is the world's most successful and in-demand business coach. He charges six figures for his time. When I say six figures, I'm talking for just several hours of his time. And he has worked with some of the world's leading business and executives the most successful business people and entrepreneurs out there. So he knows a thing or two of what works and what doesn't work. And what he has identified within this book are 21 habits from those super successful people that took them from where they were to where they are now, if you like. So allow them to become successful. However, these habits are now preventing them or have prevented them from moving to the next level. So this book is all about sharing with us how those 21 habits are actually holding us back, even though those are the habits that got you the success in the first place. And the final book for this month is Listening Well, The Art of Empathetic Understanding. And this is written by William Miller. Now, for those unfamiliar with William Miller, he is the one of the co-founders, co-creators of Motivational Interviewing, a highly successful, highly regarded coaching approach. And so he knows a thing or two about how to listen well. Now, why is a book on listening in a business book review? Well, let's be honest, most of our businesses out there are based on building relationships. And if you want to build powerful, trusting relationships with people, the first thing you need to be able to do and do exceptionally well is listen. And not just listen, we we hear this word or phrase active listening. No, active listening, we need to go to the level above, which is empathetic listening truly understanding what that person is telling us and once you understand what that person is telling you then you can truly sell them whatever it is you are selling them so for me this book is paramount to the success of any business out there pretty much those are the three books for this month as always I hope they have been of use they've found intrigue with inside you and you've gone out there or will go out there and buy them if you do read these books please let me know what you think and as always if you have any recommendations for me please do share until next month keep reading
0: So you can find out more about the books that Adam has mentioned at our website, which is biglittlebusinessshow.co.uk.
1: And that's it. We're out of here. If you want to carry on the conversation, find out more about Instagram or anything else we've talked about on any of our other previous episodes, come and say hi. You can come and connect with us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or, of course, Instagram, at Big Little Business Show. And that's it. We're out of here. Say goodbye, Claire. We
0: look forward to hearing your voice notes. (laughs) Bye-bye.
1: You've been listening to The Big Little Business Show with Paul Mumford and Claire Horsley. You can subscribe to get the latest episodes via iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn and everywhere you find your favourite podcasts. Come and find us at biglittlebusinessshow.co.uk. And we're on Facebook too. Just search for Big Little Business Show.